Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! Look at me, short. I'm the captain now. Welcome to the Supercoach Co-Captains Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Supercoach Co-Captains Podcast. A very disorganized episode. This one, I'm one of your hosts, Dano. And with me, as always, we have Pato. Welcome, Pato. Yes. Hello, Dano. Hello, listeners. Yeah, as Dano mentioned, not a super organized one this week. I um, stayed up to watch the Mighty Matildas on Monday night and my whole work week is suffering. And it's only Wednesday, but who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we'll go on to the weekly uh, winner. And that was Mark's team with uh, named Flag Dons. Pato, he scored a massive 2,738 which actually saw him get 399th ranked in round 20. Um, he's actually cracked the top 1,000 too uh, at a rank of 895. Uh, some notable ones. He's got big Maxi Gorn, but didn't captain him, Pato. Uh, didn't even have a VCC or anything on him whatsoever. He actually captained Bont with 101. Um, so his score could have even been fucking way higher. Um, Christian Petrarca with a big 141. He had Libra in there with 133. Brayshaw, 137. Um, also had Darcy Cameron up forward, 127. So pretty solid all around. Um, but also a big POD in defense in Jakey Lloyd with a big 127. Yeah, the 442k Jakey Lloyd. But it just goes to show that if everything goes right for you in a week, you can win a weekly, you can win, you can get the highest score of a group, you can win your league matchup. So there's plenty still to play for, even if you don't have trades. Um, hate to break it to you though, Mark. The, the flag don't isn't happening this year. Um, <laughs> but the Tigers aren't winning shit either. So we're on the same level there. But yeah, no, Maxi Gorn, fucking hell. Like, yeah. He was ridiculous on Sunday. Yeah. And it's crazy that if you had a spare trade, you could have easily traded anyone at like a, a Rowan Marshall to him or whatever. And you'd be fucking laughing right now. Rowan Marshall's not doing shit either. He's still got a 113 on the weekend. It's just big Maxi just going on heat. With Grundy and the Rezies. See, I, uh, I actually used my last trade on Sean Darcy, and I brought in Jared Witts instead of Gorn. So there we oh, go. Oh, Pado, 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 It just sums up my year. I still feel like Grundy comes into the team at some point. Yeah. Whereas I think Witts is pretty safe. But anyway, great, great job, Mark. Great, huge score. And, um, yeah, it's all clicking for you. Now, Pado, have we got any trading options for people who still have trades, or we're just not thinking about it anymore and we're just going to talk shit? There, there are a couple of interesting ones. Um, now, if we start in defense, I know Nick Newman has been on an absolute tear lately. Yeah, yeah. Um, 507K, three-round average of 112, coming off a 137 on the weekend. Under 1% of teams, Dano. Yeah, right. So if you're looking for a POD, he is your man. Um, does have an inconsistent scoring history, but you've only got him for four games, and... The first of those games come up against St Kilda, who literally do let opposition defenders do whatever the fuck they want because they would prefer to defend than force turnovers. So he isn't a bad option. And then he rounds out the year of Melbourne, Gold Coast, and GWS. So I actually really like that as a huge POD pick. Um, in terms of jumping off a primo defender, like always really risky. Um, if, if someone like James Sicily, is in your team and you see that he's playing a bit more lockdown and he's getting a bit of attention, um, had a 58 against North, getting blanketed by Eddie Ford. 
and and also <laughs> got a forward tag basically against St Kilda for a 102. Um, don't think Collingwood play those sort of shenanigans, but it is a, a naturally tougher matchup because that could be a 100 point drubbing. Um, I've got one here though. Um, all right, go on. Uh, but it's a midfielder. That's one it's that we talk about. Or is it a midfielder, not a defender? <laughs> Oh, fuck you, shit. <laughs> oh, Jesus three, Christ. Three-round average of 109. Nah, so it's actually Darcy Parrish because that's this is the four-game run where they go West Coast, North Melbourne, back-to-back. Um, and he's still at a juicy price of 568400 and his ownership's only 4% still. That's a great shout. Great, great shout. Um, he has had a couple of down matches, but it's been a couple of tough matchups. So... I do like that for the next four weeks. Um, does have the Giants. Does have the yeah, Giants yeah. in Collingwood afterwards, but um, I think the next two weeks you can really jump up the rankings if you've got those luxury trades and trading out someone. He oh, like fuck, man. Darcy Parrish is, is elite, and I can see him going ridiculous, especially against West Coast. The other thing is, Dano, the Giants are conceding big scores to opposition midfielders. So that's a yeah, three-week run, which could get you to your league grand final. Yeah, And then against Collingwood, if he gets 110, that's fine because he's got your fucking 600 in three weeks prior. So, yeah. well, not 600, but yeah, yeah, I get what you So, mean. yeah, so I, I don't mind it as a shout. I really, really like that for the run home. Yep, Zachy Merritt is 610,000, um, but most... He, he'll be quite highly owned, surely. Let's have a quick look. Yeah, 26% of teams. So, um, yeah, I'm assuming that teams uh, that are listening have Zachy Merritt in them already. But, yeah, Parrish is, is the one that I really, really like. Um, I will also mention, and I don't want to, but I will, Jack Steele has a three-round average of 124 and a five-round <laughs> average of 120, which would suggest that the real Jack Steele is back. Meanwhile, Callum Mills is pumping out 50s for me, so I fucking love that for me. Yeah. Um, match up against Carlton this week, should, which are actually conceding low scores to opposition midfielders, but I feel like that affects the other guys more than Jack Steele. Um, then plays Richmond. That's a nice, juicy matchup. Um, then Geelong and Brisbane. So the run home isn't great, but it's Jack Steele. Yep. Don't mind. Don't mind. Um Another one is Andy Brayshaw, still under 600,000, has Brisbane, West Coast, Port Adelaide, Hawthorne, 586,900. Um, he's had a four... Well, actually, if you look if you look back from round 10, he go, he's gone 134, 127, 107, 107, 129, 80, then 107, 114, 116, 3,000 teams. What is that percentage-wise? 1.7%. Who the fuck is that? So 536,000, Dana, you're going to lose your shit here. Because <laughs> it's someone at his third club who you used to adore. It's Adam Trelaw. Three-round average of 114, um, coming yep. off a 144 against his old Giants. Um, plays Richmond this week, then has Hawthorne and West Coast. So there's a nice, juicy three-round matchup. The risk is a lot less when you bring in these injury-prone guys with only a few weeks to go. Um, the caveat is if the dogs are ruled out of finals, perhaps he might go to a wing or a halfback role like he played last year. But it is still so tight in the middle part, they could still have a lot to play for in the next three weeks. And he's someone that does have, obviously, a very large ceiling. 
Well, two of those four weeks are Hawthorne and West Coast. Correct. And so, Richmond, who I, in terms of conceding midfield points, are, are right down there with Hawthorne and West Coast. Yeah. So, yeah, they've got a lot to play for, the Doggies. And, yeah, Trelaw has been pretty fucking good this year. So, yeah, POD Central right there, Pato. Good pickup, um, even though I've mentioned him weeks prior. Uh, I love my Adzi. Fuck, I wish he never left the Giants. <laughs> oh, shit. He left to win a flag at Collingwood, and they're about to win one without him. Oh, he is the um, imagine imagine the scenes if it's Collingwood <laughs> versus Giants in the grand final. Oh come on, mate! The Giants are not making that. <laughs> Fucking get informed, off your own dick. In most informed team in the competition right now, Pato. Oh please! And guess what? Guess what? They would have had nine in a row right now if it wasn't for fucking Marley and Pickett robbing them of a fucking win. <laughs> that was a good win, wasn't it? Fuck you. <laughs> anyway, Darcy Cameron's at 500,000. Hit some form finally for owners. Three-round average of 114, five-round of 102, and gives you ruck cover as well. A really, really good price. He's had two weeks of over 120 now, I believe, if my mouse will work, so I can fucking click on the fucker. Let's just touch screen it. 135, 127 in his past two, so obviously really, really strong there. Um, Ivan Soldo, Dano, you wouldn't bring him in because Nank's back this week, but... Had a nice little three-week run there of 111 um, when I mentioned him three weeks ago when he was 280-odd. Hey, Pato. Yes, Dana. I have a defender for you. Oh, we're going back to defenders. Why not? Let's let's go back to fucking defense. Let's go back Actually, to defense. Before you say in- that, I'm going to say another forward. Yep. And it's crazy. He's in 1% of teams. 481,000. Taylor Walker. The big Texan. Coming off, did he kick seven or eight against Port Adelaide, which is pretty nutty. I think it was seven. I don't know. But he plays Gold Coast this week, so probably not a Oof. great week because he'll come up against um, Collins Taylor. and No, not Taylor. Taylor's Giants, mate. Uh, Collins. Collins, yeah. Collins and Ballard. Is Ballard, Just... is Ballard injured? No, Ballard's fine. Um, okay. Then Brisbane, then Sydney, then West Coast, and that's that's the big one. So not a bad shout there. But yeah, speaking of Taylor and the Giants, um, his teammate is in 2% of teams, Pato. And you just, yeah, and you just mentioned it doesn't matter with those injury-prone guys at this time of the season. He's gone last three weeks, 115, 133, 137. Right yeah, and there's 40. been a bit of a shift. There's been a bit of a shift too there, Dano, of a bit more run and carry, a bit more of vintage Richmond there. So mm. don't hate it. Um, I was I was high on him at the start of the year when when the ex-Richmond coach went there just because I, I thought the the role was going to be really attractive and play that sort of Jaden Short role. It's finally come to fruition, um, and he's definitely got license to to run and carry again. And, yeah, five-run average of 111 is obviously very, very strong. Um, you're not taking stronger than – Is it tough There, go on. Five-round average of 118.6 and a three-round average of 119.3. No one's bringing in Sam Taylor. Fuck. He's 550k, mate. <laughs> I just want to point out how good he's going. He is. He is. But Aiden Cause has got a three round of 109. I, I, oh, <laughs> disgusting. Rory Atkins has been really good under um, Stephen King, too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, heard he writes a good book. Do you imagine if someone had the nuts to go like a day cost to an Atkins to free up some cash and just upgrade? Oh. No. No, Dagos um, is going to have Finn, uh, Finn McGuinness Finn for company this weekend. 
And then All he's right. got Geelong. I'm sure he'll have someone for company. Then he's got Brisbane. And then he's got Essendon. Essendon will be fine. But the next three weeks are actually tough. Can I just say your shout when you were talking about big dusty buns? He's gone 131, 117, 93, 108. Yeah, I know. And Shay, Shay's been good too. And it's gone 106 three-round, 107.25 round, the old dusty bun, since you made that. So. Meanwhile, Torrento's just fucking disappearing from games. But anyway. Yeah, what the fuck, man? Oh. Everyone has him, so it's all right. Yeah. Josh Kelly got a solid 98. Toby Green's got a three-round of 100. that would be a fun fun own for the rest of the year. Just, I'm just saying, Josh Kelly's 512,000. Toby Green's 488. The Chad is back for Sydney. He is, yes. Yeah. Not sold on him though. Not no. sold though him though. <laughs> that was shit. If uh, if for whatever reason you need a rookie, um, if you've somehow got two trades, Luke Nankervis as a break even of negative thirty three for the Crows mid forward as well. So that would be handy for some people. Uh, surely Charlie Constable isn't far away from a game. It'd be handy. Yeah, it would be. Would be. Mark Keane, who is a key defender, scored 86 in one game for the Crows and scored uh, as a breakout of negative 26. He will stick into that team as well because they've had some key position defenders go down. Um, So if you just need a warm body. um, And that is about it for rookie trade-ins. Yeah. Um, Yeah, there's not really too much to talk about this week, Pato, in all honesty. (laughs) No, so we may start erring towards talking about mistakes from this year and then we'll sort of transition into some things we'll do better next year and maybe start making some predictions um, for sure, Dano. Yep. Um, we could also revisit our predictions at the start of the year, which some of them were absolutely fucking atrocious, Pato, looking back. And some <laughs> of them were ridiculously good. Remember when I said Will Brody could be a top 10 mid? That was one of the ones that I was... Maybe. I, I, I actually meant in the waffle, so that was clearly what I meant. <laughs> you also said Isaac Heaney, top uh, top six forward. Yes. Yeah. We we had some we had some shockers. Even we, I think we both said George Hewitt was going to average the most for Carlton. <laughs> yeah, he's another one. Um, oh, fuck. I think you had Callum Mills in your top eight as well of mids. I think, yeah, top 12 or whatever it was. For a solid 87. Yeah, he's gone to poop. Yep. But now always fun to revisit that sort of shit and have a bit of a poke. Yeah. Oh, and Romar at the start of the year. We were like, yeah, number one rock going to be Romar. Yeah. Everyone was like that, though. True. He's in a lot of teams. But eh, Ross Lyon just destroying another super coach. Uh, He's still averaging 109. So I'm not sure if I can pick a St. Kilda play next year. Although I'll probably get sucked into Jack Steele again. Because he's going to be a good price. Yeah, he's going to probably crack the 100 average soon, Pato. Yeah, so he'll be priced at like 550. It'll be fucking juicy. Actually, what was his price at the start of this year? More than 550. Um, yeah, 604. And we were like, yeah, that's a discount. <laughs> yes. It's going to be a good few sliders next year too. Um, yeah, so that'll be that'll be interesting. Yeah, I mean, it'll be the same as every year where you just you pick off the guys that have a down year, but the down year is usually because of injury. Um, like you look at a Patrick Cripps who always misses games. Um, Chad Warner will be at a discount. Can he make the next step? Maybe. Um, just looking at the sort of 100 average mark. Jaden Short's had an injury-plagued year. 
He might be a nice discount for next year, but could you really have the confidence with multiple hamstring injuries? Probably not. It's looking pretty poopy. Jordan yeah. Ridley, will, there'll be a lot of people that still get sucked in there. He's, One yeah. I really like is Alex Witherden. I think he will have a nice year next year with the announcement of Shannon Hearn. Yeah, old man Hearn. Yeah, shit times there. But, you know, the fossil can't go on forever. No. But yeah, I, if Sean I actually, Darcy moves on, Luke Jackson will be a nice starting pick, I think. Mm. With the Alex Witherden thing, I was talking to one of the West Coast fans today, and he's like, I don't know how he fucking gets a game with us. All he does is take kick-ins. He doesn't do anything defensively. Well, we need that role for Supercoach. Oh, he still, still needs to stick some tackles and shit and put some pressure on it so that he keeps his spot. I mean... Well, if you ask Jack Zebel, no, you don't. <laughs> well, Aaron Hall announced his retirement too. Yeah, the seagull himself. Yep. Yep, Harry Sheasel's put him out of business. <laughs> Can he back up his year this year, next year? Oh. Well, to be honest, if Nick Dacos can go even better, I reckon Sheasel can. He can back it up. It's whether or not he can... I reckon he'll be more consistent like Dacos has been this year. Like he's shown that he can go those 100-plus games on a stretch. Yeah, but if the rumour of Dyson Heppel going there is true, I think that may take away some of his usage. Do you really want Dyson Heppel? Mate, I'm a not a North fan. I couldn't give a fuck what they do. But that's that's the rumour that's going around that um, the angry little man, Clarko, wants um, wants some senior leadership down there. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, guy, guys like LDU and that'll be priced quite high. Um, well, no, he, oh, yeah, he's averaging 113, so he will. Yeah, and he, that average will go up. Yeah. I reckon he'll... By the end of it, it'll be like, what, 115. So he'll, yeah. Would you start Tim English at 710-odd thousand? Fuck, man. After missing out on him this year, yes. (laughs) See, that'll be the consensus thing for next year because there was a lot of people that were against Oliver and Laird this year at over 700K. Um, If you started Oliver, you'd be pretty happy. But if you started Laird like I did, you're probably a little bit underwhelmed and maybe scarred from starting a 700K guy. There might be two dogs over 700k next year, Dano. You know what's fucked up, Pato? Not Max, having Team English. Max Gorn's average, right? Yeah. He's averaging 107.4. In that 107.4, he's got a zero. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, that's nuts. Game, round two, zero when he got subbed out. And that, oh, that's fucked. That, he has a three round of 169.7. That is just gonna, absurd. If he, I, I think Maxi Gorn will be the first locked next year for people. Um, if if Grundy goes to Port if Adelaide, Grundy moves on. if Grundy goes to Port, bam, Maxi so Gorn, you, lock him in. You go back to Gorndy, don't you, surely? Oh, no, because the emergence of Team English, you've actually got options. And I'm going to say it, Pat, and you're going to be like, no, Dane, stop it. There's bias here. Riggles. Oh, no, you're going to. You're fucking going to. Kieran Briggs, right? They're talking about him as being a potential All-Australian, um, not obviously in the ruck because Gordon fucking English. He's played half the season. That. How can be an All-Australian squad? They reckon that he could make the 40-man squad. Oh, please. They said the minimum requirement is 16 games. How many has he played? Three, six, nine, ten. No, nah, he won't make it. <laughs> There's been at least four rucks better than him this year. English, Wits, Marshall, Gorn. And I think 
according to Champion Dada, Grundy has also had a better year than Briggs. Um, he was rated highly as a ruck. Actually, since Briggs came into the competition this year, apparently he's been rated number two. Don't ask me how that works. <laughs> no one knows so, how the Champion Dada algorithm works. Yeah, I, I got no idea. Um, but yeah, so you could even do the emergence of Briggles. Um, he could go better next year as well. Natural progression, I'd say yes, he would. Uh, whether he stays at his 105 average or improves, it's another thing. But um, well, that's the thing. If he's priced at 105, I can't see you starting him at like 575k. I, it's too much. Would he be 575 at 105? I thought he'd that's, it'd be low that's 500. About a Maybe five fifty, but at that price, surely you'd prefer Sean Darcy at Geelong. I don't know. Durability wise, Briggles hasn't gotten injured this year. He has had True. a long term injury before though. Yeah. He has I think it was his ACL or some shit. Yeah. So but anyway. But there's a whole heap of dudes next year that could Tristan Cherry. Yeah. Could be an interesting cut price one. Yeah, there's gonna be I've the the watch and see ones will be North Melbourne players, hundred um, percent. Like guys like Will Phillips, naturally will progress. You'd think he's put together a pretty solid year. Yeah, and I think I don't know if he'd still be mid forward next year, but yeah, like he's been one, yeah. And then you got guys like Hobbs from Essendon. If Shield moves on, yeah, for sure. Um, potentially Caldwell. Yep. Um, there's a whole, and it all depends on DPPs and whatnot. Even Elijah Satas, who's um just making they his debut, ruining him for next year by debuting him this week. Oh, I fucking know, and he has been tearing up the VFL and giving all the other teams new assholes. Um, but yeah, it was it was bound Actually, to happen. I was hoping that they wouldn't, but obviously they want to make finals, and he honestly could be a point of difference for him. I. Don't want to wish this upon any rookie debuting, but I hope he's a sub for the next four weeks. <laughs> Selfishly speaking. <laughs> I think everyone's hoping that, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Just come on, get your twenties, look really good, and we'll lock you in next year. And then if if on the off chance they make finals, um you can be let off the chain, who cares? I thought finals counts. Nah, they don't. Um it counts towards DPP but not average, yeah. maybe. Darcy Wilmot, prime example. Oh, Wilmot next year. He's looked good on halfback. Yeah, Wilmot was debuted in finals, so it didn't yep. affect his supercoach scoring. Um, so, yeah, there's one there. Um, but, yeah, there's a whole... And with Marlon, Marlon Pickett, Dano, that was a nice debut. <laughs> Nathan Buckley wouldn't would not agree. Um, Buckley, massive career, never won a flag. Marlon Pickett, first game. Premiership medal. <laughs> and now he's got two. Yeah, true. True. Uh, we're shit talking now, Pato. Do we want to go on to VC and C options for this round? Yeah, let's let's move on to our bread and butter. Yeah, okay. So we're not called the Supercoach Co-Captains for nothing. Every week we give you guys VC and C options to set your team apart from the rest. Um, it's school holidays, so we're not going to mention Jake Stringer. I mean, sorry, it's not school holidays, I should say. <laughs> we're not going to mention Jake Stringer. Um, he's doing Friday. His- Doing school pickups, so he's not not in good form. So Friday, Western Bulldogs versus Richmond um, at Marvel Stadium. Oh yes, Dimmer will be pleased. He is not coaching this one. <laughs> yeah, be up on the Gold Coast signing his new contract. 
<laughs> True. So the, for me, Dana, and I'll give options for other games, but for me, this is done after the first two games of the round. Oh, yeah, true. So Bontempelli will be let off the chain. Yeah. Um, was on track for 200 before getting clamped on by old man Ward. So I'm looking for him to bounce back for a nice sort of 140-plus game. Um, so he will be my vice captain. I, or, I'm not an owner, but Tim English should also do pretty well against a uh, Probably not 100% Nankervis coming off a one-month one month layoff. Um, scored a lazy 145 against them in round four this year at the G, and English does do better at Marvel. So that's a juicy matchup for him. Um, I don't mind a Libba either with the way that Richmond clear the ball out of the middle. I think he'll do really well. Yeah, can't complain about them, to be honest. And actually, who are you tipping in this one, Pato? I like footy tips. Yeah, fuck it. Let's go. What are you, who are you uh, tipping in this one? Uh, I think ugh, dogs are win. Yeah, I'm going the doggies in this one too, and I'm pretty much saying everyone that you just said there, Pato. So we'll move on to Saturday, and I think you're right. The first two games are going to be absolutely pretty much most people's VCs and Cs. So Saturday, um, back from school pickup, it's Essendon versus West Coast Eagles oh. at Marvel Stadium. <laughs> this uh, is... Irish. I can understand why people might go the VC, but Zach Merritt as captain is the most no-brainer. Parish Merritt, need you say any more? No. No. Yeah. It's going to be a bloodbath. It's not going to be pretty. You would think so. It's not going I'm to. I'm looking at 60-plus minimum. Yeah, minimum. and you've got to consider the, the win hangover as well. Not only that, I th- I think the, the Weagles are going to be like, oh, fuck, if we get the second pick... We like they they essentially need to go pick one, yeah, and trade it to North Melbourne for pick two and whatever the other one is. I think they're first to, pick. Yeah. Because they're they're gonna I think North are going for is it North or West Coast are trying to go for a priority pick? Uh North are. Yeah. So if North get a priority pick, you can go fucking okay, here's pick one, here's Harley Reid for you, give us the priority pick in your pick two. And I can I'll jump yeah. at that. Hundred percent. They would absolutely jump at it. So West Coast will deliberately... This is going to be North Melbourne and West Coast. We will see who's actively trying to lose by more because <laughs> the only thing that separates them now is percentage. So this is going to be a bloodbath. Tanking is yep, real. And Merrick could get 180, yeah. Yeah, tanking is fucking real. We will... Yeah, anyway. It's to, the point, <laughs> it's to the point where if Bontepelli scores 130, I'll struggle taking it because I'm pretty confident Merrick goes higher than that. Yeah. Yeah, I might just do VC Merritt, to be honest. Um, next one, Adelaide Crows versus Gold Coast Suns at Adelaide Oval. Oh, actually, yeah, we're going picking Essendon for the last one, yeah. So Adelaide versus Gold Coast. Um, no, I think West Coast are going to win. <laughs> value, <laughs> their value at $10.80. <laughs> Bet responsibly. <laughs> yeah, and that means not betting on West Coast. Yeah. Um, Adelaide versus Gold Coast. Tuke's building, um, isn't he? He is. Um, tagged last weekend, though. Oh, yeah, he went back to old school on um, and suplexed yeah. uh, Lucky Neil. Did a, did a really good job on him, but I'd yeah. be steering clear of that because he may have another tag job this week. Um, yeah, look, interesting selfless think, play. Yeah, yeah. I think one of Law- D- Dawson or Laird could go big, but I don't think it's even worth talking about this game because it overlaps with Essendon. Well, 
at the same time, I'm gonna I want to talk about it quickly. Now we're seeing how they're gonna deploy Took a bit more. Would you be wary of using a C on Laird or Dawson? Yes, for sure. Because it also applies to another game too, and I'll explain why. Um, or another team, and I'll explain why. So now we got. Um, oh yeah, who are you tipping out of that one, Adelaide or Gold Coast? Adelaide. Yeah, I'll go with the Crom. Um, then we got Hawthorne versus Collingwood at the MCG. Um, again, we got Finn McGuinness tag on this one, so Dacos could be in a little bit of trouble. Uh, yeah, I'd be steering clear of Dacos for sure. I feel like steering clear of this fucking game. I agree. I don't. I don't think there's anyone obvious. Collingwood sort of have too even of a scoring spread. Don't love it, and and Hawthorne kind of the same. Um, maybe Sicily, but with no like Blank was the sub on the weekend, which was really weird. Um, if Sicily gets the start, uh, sorry, if Blank gets the start, maybe Sicily. But if Blank doesn't start again, then I'd be steering clear. So again, it's either going to be a bloodbath or Sam Mitchell won't give a fuck. Um, actually, to be honest, I don't think they. I think Hawthorne are in a position where they can't move out of third last, can they? I think they're stuck there. Yeah, they're stuck there. They they can't. They're they're literally. It doesn't matter for them. So I reckon Sam Mitchell might pull something out of his ass in this game, and it might be quite close. It'll be a very restrictive game. Still think Collingwood win, but it won't surprise me if Hawthorne get close. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me. Okay, ninth versus second, Geelong versus Port at GMHBA Stadium, Pato. Very, very tough to pick a captain in this game because I think yeah, I think Port put some time and effort into Tom Stewart. Um, they're like restricting restricting those sort of defenders. Yeah. Uh, let's and the skip midfield matchup will be interesting. So, yeah, let's skip to the other game. Yeah. Who do you pick in there, Geelong or Port? That is a great question. Port. I'm going to say the Cats. Um, at the Cattery. GWS versus Sydney Swans at Giants Stadium. In this one, I don't think you can confidently pick any Sydney midfielder oh, at all. Fuck no. Fuck no. And now we've seen that the Giants can deploy Ward um, as a lockdown player when shit's getting tough. Yeah. I'd be hesitant to captain anyone against the Giants that's a midfielder now. Um, yeah, I don't really like anyone in either game uh, in it, from either team in this one, but I'm going to tip the Giants to win. Yeah, good How chat. did Luke Parker have 25 <laughs> CBAs for a fucking 45? I don't know. Let's move on to Sunday's game, though. Fucking hell. All right. Let's get this sorted. Uh, North Melbourne versus Melbourne at fucking Blundstone, I think that is, from Tassie. Yeah. Uh, anyone? No. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. Supercoach just shit itself? Yeah, it did. I'm going to go, you can say Max Gorn in this one. Yeah, it's uh, on a spinny wheel got- of doom. Gold, I refreshed and I'm fine now. Uh, Goldstein actually is a bit of a restru- restrictive ruck and has an okay history against Gorn as well. So I think oh, yeah. there's also a chance that Grundy comes in to help rest Max Gorn because this will be a blunt bath. See what I did there? Uh-huh. Not necessarily to miss the game, but it could be a game where Gorn plays a lot more forward and Gorn, uh, Grundy rucks more just to give Max a bit of a rest because he's playing playing like 90 plus percent time on ground the last few weeks since Grundy's gone out and he old man now. Yeah, I'm saying LDU. Who are you picking in this one? Paddo North or Melbourne? Uh, I reckon Melbourne might just get the job done. <laughs> St Kilda versus Carlton at Marvel. Snog marry avoid. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, hasn't Chera been ruled out of this game? So it, it could be an interesting situation where St Kilda might get up because there's no one left in the Carlton midfield. Hopefully Walsh is back. I think the um the the oh no Walsh still got one more. So it's Cripps and Hewitt. I'm gonna tip St Kilda just because Carlton fans are giving me the shit. Yeah, I think St Kilda win this as well. I think Nick Newman goes big this game. Okay. And last game of the round, Fremantle versus Brisbane at Optus Stadium. Plethora of different picks in this one, Pato. I'm thinking Andy Brayshaw. I'm thinking Josh Dunkley. I'm thinking Neil for the bounce back. Neil actually has a history of bouncing back from poor scores this year. Oh, not so much the last few weeks. Um, yeah, I do like Neil against his former team. Ooh. Ooh. The other one, is the big O out for the rest of the year? Yes. So, Lukey Jackson... YOLO roll yes. the dice. Yeah. Don't mind it. Yeah. All right, Pato, what's your Twitter handle? At P-A-T-T-O-S-Triple-C. And I should have asked who you're picking in that last game. Fremantle. Yeah, I'll go Freo as well. And my Twitter handle is at D-A-N-E-O-S-Triple-C. Anything else you want to add, Pato, while we've got one minute left of recording? No, no. Just to say that we'll try and um, do some funky stuff for the last few weeks and Start reflecting on the year and looking at maybe next year as well. So stay yep. tuned in. Yep. So from us at the Supercoach Co-Captains, I'm Dano. And I'm Pato. And this is us signing. Oh, fuck off. Oh, <laughs>